0: certain direction and it's just like laying hands and praying over people um i just don't do that i do that when i feel that god is telling me to because what happens is we turn church into a ritual and we turn and, and church is not a ritual we are people who love god and what we have to do is we have to tap into where he's at and do what he's he's calling us to do amen and, you know, one day I'm going to walk up here and I'm going to wear shorts on the, on the stage. And people are like, what? Yeah, you know why? Because Stacy said, that, that would be nice if you did that. And I r- realized why she said that. Because I like to have it freezing cold in here. Something's going on with the sound. I like it real cold in here because I sweat. And, it, and it's hot up here. Heat rises and a lot of hot air comes out of me, so it's real hot up here, right? You know what I'm saying? So um, I'm not saying I'm going to wear shorts. I just thought that was really cool. So, somebody actually asked me to wear shorts. Oh, you want me to? Well, then I'll have to go to the tanning bed because, you know, I'll blind you. From, I, those lights will reflect off my legs. You won't be able to see. I'll have to lay hands on you to get sight again. Amen. Well, good morning. Welcome to Thrive Church. We're just excited to have everybody here this morning, and and those who are worshiping with us also online, we're excited to have you guys online. Um, Our motto at Thrive is, don't just survive, thrive, Thrive. Thrive. and we do that, we said, by three words, grow, develop, succeed. We're growing a kingdom, and we're developing our character, and as we develop our character, the way we succeed is we succeed by getting involved and doing what God has called us to do in our local church and in our community. And that's what Thrive is about. And it, it's real easy. It's 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 not hard. Grow, develop, succeed. I mean, it's just bam, bam, bam. I mean, and, and so someone, hey, what's Thrive about? Well, I mean, every Sunday we say the same thing again and again because I want you to know what we're about. Are we doing everything the way I want it done? Not yet, but we're moving. We're on the way. Amen. We're growing. Amen. I mean, let's put it this way. You know, we when we do our count, we do the sanctuary and the children's church and all that every. Every, everything, even cockroaches with legs. I'm just kidding. But when we do our count, we count everybody. And, and uh, last Sunday, we had 139 people with 15 people that are normally here missing. This Sunday, I mean, uh, the Sunday before was 136 people. The Sunday before that was 131 people. The Sunday before that was 130. The Sunday before that was 128. The Sunday before that was 126. Pastor, what are you saying? We're growing. And we're growing in the summertime. I've been in the ministry 24 years in August, uh, in the pastoral ministry. And every church I've ever been at exploded when you grew in the summertime. Because churches, people go on vacation in the summertime. Even if they're just vacationing from church. <laughs> Those hunters know what I'm talking about when hunting season comes around. <clears throat> you know? But, so what I'm getting at is things are going on. And this is the best time to get involved while things are exploding and things are exciting. Amen? Well, this is going to be the fifth and the final part of our message uh, called Transformers. And this one in particular is going to talk, we're going to talk about humility, being humble. And I'll, and I'll just tell you, when you take a look at humility, you know, that it's an amazing thing. I don't know if it's this, what it is, time out. What speaker? It's that speaker. Well, it, it might be the mic. You think it's the mic? Yeah. Let me t- let me take that. Well, I feel like Star Wars. Whoa! Hey. Well, let's just go ahead and continue on. And Jesus said this in Luke uh, chapter 14, verse 11. He said, For those who exalt themselves will be humbled, and those who humble themselves will be exalted. You know, people, a lot of times, all they do is you hear them brag about themselves on all the things that they've done, and they really don't pay attention to anyone else. But, you know, one day, it could be today, or it could be when they go on to be with the Lord, which lord we don't know they're going to be humbled one day everybody is going to be humbled so the best thing to do is be humble now we need to be humbled cuz when we're humbled and we humble ourselves what happens is we get respected by people people respect the humble <clears throat> and let me let me tell you everybody wants respect but you know who want respect the most men yeah Yeah, men. Let me say it again. Men want to be respected more than anything else. Women want to be loved. That's why the Bible says women respect your husbands, men love your wives. I mean, that's why the Bible says that because men need to be respected, women need to be loved. So, women, if you want to be loved, respect your man. Men, if you want to be respected, love your woman. It goes back and forth. It's it's a teeter-totter. And that's the deal is, but, but the bottom line is, everybody, at some point, we want to be respected. Amen? So the question is, is how do we get respect from other people? And, you know, society's way of doing it is wrong. They feel that you have to push your way to it. Well, you're going to respect me. That's not how you get respected. But that's how the world gets respected. They demand it. You don't have to demand respect. It'll come naturally by how you care for others and how you pay attention to others. See, Jesus addresses this issue in Luke chapter 14, verses 7 through 11 in the Holman Christian Standard Bible. It was like, what Bible is that? Man, there's a lot of them, but it's a really really good translation. It says, he told a parable to those who were invited when he noticed how they would choose the best places for themselves. When you're invited to someone or when you're invited by someone to a wedding banquet, don't recline at the best place because a more distinguished person than you may have been invited by your host. The one who invited both of you may come and say to you, give your place to this man. And then in humiliation, you will proceed to take the lowest place. But when you're invited, go and recline in the lowest place. So that when the one who invited you comes, he will say to you, friend, move up higher. Hmm. You will then be honored in the presence of all the other guests. For everyone who exalts himself will be humbled and and the one who humbles himself will be humbled. Exalted. It's easy to take a back seat to someone who's greater than you. You might be here and you might have been the high school quarterback, and you might be 60 years old, and all anybody's ever heard about you was football and how you were this great quarterback. Then one day, you hit the lottery you get an invite to have lunch with Peyton Manning. I guarantee you you won't be bragging about what a good quarterback you were to Peyton Manning. So it's easy to take a back seat to those who are greater than you. But it's hard to take a back seat to those that you feel superior to. It's hard to listen to those people And and that's the thing that we need to work on. We need to work on how to listen to people that maybe we're better than them at something because humility is a spiritual principle. That should be in your notes. You can write down spiritual principle. Don't expect a lot of blessing from God if you're not walking in humility. See, Christianity has taught humility incorrect for years and we always thought that these real quiet people who didn't say anything were humble a lot of times that was false humility because what we've been taught was uh don't think that you're humble because really you're in pride um don't you know all all this stuff then then we think we're these worthless whatever worms and that's not true you're the righteousness of god in christ jesus you look just like jesus I mean, if Jesus was here right now, you'd be looking at him. That's the truth. Because he is here in every single one of us who are born again. Amen? Come on, it's quiet in this church. You can can loosen up. So that's false humility. And what the Bible says, through Christ, we're strengthened. The Bible says we can do all things through him, correct? Correct. The Bible says that you can be a success. The Bible says that you can do this. The Bible says that you can do that. I mean, all these things. And the Bible says that you're the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. So if I say that I'm righteous, and, oh, man, I can't believe he, he's, he's prideful. He's No, because it's not my righteousness. What I'm doing is I'm glorifying him. I'm just saying what the Bible says about me instead of me coming up with my own opinion about me based upon my feelings. See, so many people, they make their decisions based upon their feelings, but what we need to do is we need to start lifting ourselves up and speaking the word, what God says about us, because I'll tell you what, if you're not lifting yourself up, no one else is going to. If you're not speaking the word over yourself, there's not very many people. I mean, your mama might, but everybody else who comes around and all they hear is your negativity, they're just, oh my gosh, there they are again. And that's not where we're supposed to be. The spot that we are supposed to be at is speaking life into people. Because death and life is in the power of the tongue. So quit pulling yourself down. Amen? No matter how smart you are, no matter how much you know about a certain thing, you have blind spots in your life. And I'll say this, I've been around people who've been a pastor for maybe a year. I've been around people who've been pastors for 30, 40, 50 years. I've been around people who are aspiring to be pastors. And you know what? I can learn something from every single one of them. I can learn something from a five-year-old. I can. I I learn they trust better than I do. And I'm supposed to learn how to trust like them. See, you can always learn from someone, so you need to cover up those blind spots by paying attention to people and really listening to them. The reason why people don't want to get input is because they're prideful. And I I know this isn't you, but there's a lot of people who talk to me, and I know it's none of you guys in here, but there's a lot of people who talk to me. And they want to tell me how great they are and all that they do. I don't care. I really don't, and I'm and I'm glad you're full of yourself. But this is the deal. We're great in him. and it doesn't matter if I'm the CEO of the corporation or I'm mowing the lawn in in this business, in the church business, we're all equal. Amen. Amen. Humility. I'm telling you, this is something we need to really understand and we need to get a hold of this. Humility, is counterintuitive. Huh? Okay. It means it's contrary to common sense, reasoning and your motions, but no, but nonetheless it's true. Hmm. Humility is not going to be something that's easy to do. It's not it's going it's going to really take it's going to take cutting your pride down. It's going to take take putting yourself and just putting yourself down and lifting others up. That's hard to do. Go back to the Peyton Manning thing. It'd be hard for Peyton to lift you up as a great quarterback in high school. Because he's superior. And I don't like him. I mean, as a person, he's fine. But I just don't, I mean, I've never been a Manning fan. I, I, I was a Joe Montana fan. I think he was superior. We can argue about that in the parking lot, but that's fine. The reason why humility is not easy to do is because we're so self-centered. And that brings me to my next point. It's the willingness to listen. The willingness to listen is the first step of humility. And that's what we have to do is we have to listen. Everybody wants to talk. I don't care who I go out with. Everybody's fighting for the right to talk. Um, when I'm with my family, I'm always fighting for the right to talk. <laughs> Alexa said we all are. We do. We have, we have competitions to see who can talk the most. But usually when I go out with other people, I don't talk as much unless you get me on something I'm real excited about. Like we were over at Drew and DeVita's last night. I mean, I, I don't do a lot of talking when I go out. There, you know, because we're not, we're hanging out, just playing pool. I'm listening to them, just kind of having fun. But when we start talking about the word and you get me into the word and oh my goodness, things turn around in my life. I want, Now I want to talk. Because I'm excited. I just can't wait to talk about God. Yes. See, that's humility. Humility is listening to people and getting excited about the things that you need to be excited about. Amen. 1 Peter 5, 5 says this. It says, young men, in the same way, be submissive to those who are older. All of you clothe yourselves with humility toward one another. Question, how many of you are wearing clothes? Raise your hand if you're wearing clothes. So those of you who didn't raise your hand, you're not? I mean, I'm sure I would know if you were wearing clothes or not, and I'm sure the, the... Police probably would come and take you away. I mean, we wouldn't have to call them because anybody who saw you driving down the road naked would be thinking you're crazy, right? So how do you know you're wearing clothes? Because you put them on. Well, how do you know if you're humble? You put it on. You clothe yourself, the Bible said, with humility. That's why I said this. Somebody who's humble should know they're humble. You don't have to go around saying, oh, I'm so humble. <laughs> yes, I'm humble. No, you, you're probably not. But if I understand what humility is and what being humble is, then if you ask me what I thought about if I was humble, I could tell you. But if I don't know what it is, then I don't know if I'm wearing clothes or not. Especially if I don't know what clothes are, right? Okay. So this scripture is telling us to be humble towards one another, to listen to each other, not to be some island, but to listen to one another. And because I'll tell you what, every decision you make affects somebody else. It doesn't just affect you. It affects other people. He said, because God opposes the proud, but gives grace to the humble. In other words, what that means, it means when you're humble or you're walking in humility, God's grace is in you and it's upon you and working for you. Well, what's God's grace? His ability. So he opposes the proud. When you're not walking in humility, you're on your own, Jack. Why do you think you're in the spot you're in right now? I'm just because you're either humble or not. If things are not working for you, it's probably because. You're not walking in humility. Oh my gosh, that's... No, 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 this is really good. Because unless you know why you're in this position, you can't turn around and change. Some of y'all have been praying, oh God, send me the answer. So you come on Sunday morning and go, what was that message about? It was the answer. (laughs) I mean, God wanted to give you the answer. He wasn't trying to beat you up. He was trying to give you the answer. So you say, okay, well, this is what I need to do. So what's humility? Humility is not doing it your way. It's yielding from doing it your way and do it God's way. That's what humility is. So if I yeah, hey, how you doing? That doesn't mean I'm prideful or humble. It just means I'm loud. There's some loud, humble people. Just because you're quiet doesn't mean nothing. Unless you're really listening. Amen? You're never going to be at an age or a place in life where you don't need to be humble. Because there's never going to be a place in your life where you don't need clothes. Clothe yourself, right? So, in other words, this means, next point, without humility, you're buck naked. <laughs> oh, that's the Greek. We're going to get to that. Naked. Naked. Naked in the Greek, it means this. It means having not a stitch of clothes on. So when you're not humble, you're buck naked. You don't have a stitch of clothes on. Hmm. Anyway, I thought that was pretty funny. But what that means, being buck naked in in humility, what that means is this. It means you expose yourself to getting hurt. That's what happens when you're not humble. You expose yourself to getting hurt. So humility is like putting on body armor. All of a sudden, you've got the Superman suit on. And the only thing that is kryptonite is pride. You take the pride out, and you you walk humble. And then all of a sudden, humble yourself in the side of the Lord, and he will lift you up. Okay? When you respond to people the way the world responds to people, You're not protecting yourself. But when you respond to people the way the word responds to people, then you are protecting yourself. Is that okay? Okay. So when you respond to people out of your emotions, you know when they cut you off and you start speaking in tongues of men that don't sound good? Yeah. You're driving naked. (laughs) You just took your clothes off. So what we need to do is we need to maybe curve our thought pattern and curve our heart and say, Lord, I don't know what's going on in their life. They might be rushing to the hospital right now. They, I don't know what's happening in their life, but Father, I pray that for their safety. I pray that you bless them. I pray that you give them wisdom, that you give them peace. I pray that you wreck their lives, God, like you've wrecked mine. And you start doing that, and all of a sudden now, you're driving humble. And matter of fact, with all those words, you don't just have a bathing suit on, you got full wardrobe going on. You know? why? Because what you're doing is you're just speaking life into people. So humility is a protector. Next one is this: don't ever make decisions based upon your pride of being hurt. Have you ever watched the Olympics? In every sport, no matter what the sport is, it's all about timing and placement. So, if you're one of those bobsledders, and you hold on too long, your timing is off, it's going too fast, you're going down to the ground, and you never make it into the bobsled. Timing and placement. They practice that again and again and again and again till they get it right. And you're looking on there going, ooh, that's cool. You know how many times these guys fall and get hurt in the practice? See, that's humility. Humility is timing and placement. It puts you in right, the right step with God at the right time and the right place. Pride takes you right out of position and throws you to the ground. When I got into full-time minister, I couldn't I couldn't pay attention. I Started off at uh, $250 a week with three kids, and uh, that wasn't cutting it. It just wasn't working. Then I, we went from Warren, or not Warren, Hot Springs, Arkansas, we went to Withville, Virginia, and in Withville, Virginia, I started off at $500 a week. I'm going woohoo! Right, within a few months, I was over seven hundred and some odd dollars a week. Woohoo! Yeah, baby, things are looking good, right? Well, why does it work that way? Because you stay the course. Don't allow the frustrations of the journey to kick you out. Because when I left there, I went back to Arkansas and went whew, right down again. Stayed there for a couple of years. Everything was going up again. Everything was looking good. And then God said to leave again. So we left. And I started traveling around the country and uh, even, in, even in foreign countries. And I was uh, ministering the word and just different, different things. But I was also working for a friend of mine uh, doing marketing in a pharmaceutical uh, company. And so it was back up right then God says I want you to pastor again Woo! (laughs) and you know where I'm at here but my journey has been continually going up not just in the financial realm I'm just using that as a natural example but in all realms but had i stopped in the journey someplace along the way because i was so prideful i could not recognize that god was working on my character i wouldn't be here today as a matter of fact this church might not be here today because this church at that time it was going to fail and the people that were involved in this church they knew that it went from a huge number down to a little tiny number and The the bills didn't change. They were the the note was still fifty five hundred dollars a month with under twenty people. Hmm. Pastor, what are you saying? Back to my point. My point is don't quit along the journey. God has given you a vision. God has given you a dream. God has showed you something. Don't stop now because God is is developing your character to do something great. That's what humility is about. It's not so that way he can set some rules. He wants to do great things in you because he loves you. That's what this is about. And I'll tell you, I'm not done yet. I I have things in my heart that God showed me years ago. And then I look at these younger guys who are doing it. I'm going, God, I wanted to do that. He said, shut up and listen. <laughs> you mean God says shut up? Well, to me, he does. Because I'm doing all the talk. <laughs> Sometimes we have to listen inside of our heart. And when we listen in our heart, he gives us things to do. And, 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 and it's it's kind of like there's there's a 1,000 people there in front of us going to kill us. And he goes, okay, take the job on of a donkey. Go get him. You're thinking, that's not going to work? Give me a bazooka. You know, give me something that's going to, give me a machine gun. Give me something, right? What we need to do is humble ourselves, and then he lifts us up. I would have loved to see I mean, I probably didn't want to see how he killed a, but I would love to see him go at 1,000 people with a job on. I mean, you talk about, he was badder than Bruce Lee, man. I've never seen Bruce Lee take on 1,000 people, Right? you. So God, he wants to exalt you. He wants to lift you up. Well, what's holding us back? We are. We we are. We're making that decision to do what we want to do and do it our way. We, We love Burger King. Hold the pickles, hold the lettuce, special order, don't upset us. I mean, that's That is our mentality, is we want to say how it's going to work when the Bible, the Word of God, tells us what to do. Be humble. You want to get lifted up to what God has called you to do? Quit bragging about what God's called you to do. Do what He's telling you to do right now, and as you're doing it and you're submitting yourself in a local church or you're submitting yourself at home, you're submitting yourself somewhere, He will elevate you to what He wants you to do, and you will be so excited. Man, I'm telling you, that is the truth. 1 Peter 5, 6, it says, Humble yourself, therefore, under the mighty hand of God, so that he may exalt you in due time. I heard a pastor one time talk about this. He said he was in grade school, and he raised his hand to go to the bathroom, and, um, you know, hey, teacher, can I go to the bathroom, whatever? And the teacher was like, no. Another child, hey, teacher, can I go to the bathroom, whatever? Teacher's like, yeah, go ahead. So he raises his hand back up. Hey, teacher, can I go to the bathroom? No. And this went back and forth and back and forth and back and forth. And then finally, he said this. He raised his hand again. He said, I've been asking to go to the bathroom, and you've been telling me no and telling all these other people they can go. She said, you haven't been asking. You've been saying can I, not may I. God can, but the reason why God doesn't do anything in our life is because we don't give him permission. God, may you do this. How does may he do this? By humbling ourselves. When we humble ourselves, we're giving him permission to work in our lives. May, because did, did you see what it said? That he may exalt you in due time. Just a couple verses down, the Bible says this, it says, be sober minded, be vigilant because your adversary, the devil walks about like a roaring lion seeking whom he what may devour. When we're not humble, we're giving the devil permission to devour us. So if, if you're being devoured by the devil, you've given him permission by not submitting or humbling yourself unto the hand of almighty God. See, the devil, it says, he's seeking around like the roaring lion, seeking permission for those who are not humble, seeking permission from those who are prideful, because those who are prideful, he can whip them. Is that pretty good? All right. But the bottom line is God wants to exalt you. That's what he wants to do. So when we humble ourselves, what we do is we position ourselves in the right place so c- God can do the thing that he wants to do in us and through us, amen? You, got, you all get something today? Good. I'm glad you did because I could have got real preachy, could have got whatever, but when I was looking at this message, I was like, you know what? It, it was kicking my tail. Every time I looked at it, I was like, man, you know, it's like, psh, psh. and so you know, you know me, I mean, if I'm getting my tail kicked, I'm going to make sure you guys get your... No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Um, I just know that when God gives a message, it's not just for the congregation, it's for everybody. It's for the pastor included. So I need to pay attention. I need to see, God, you know, what are the things in my life that I need to correct to be humble in, in areas of my life that I have pride? So with all heads bowed and all eyes closed, I'm gonna ask you some questions. The first set of questions is this, if you've not humbled yourself to the point of receiving Jesus Christ as your Lord and savior, or you say, listen, I did that at one point, but I walked away out of pride and I wanna resubmit myself to him this morning. If, If that's you on either one of those two accounts, let me see your hand, anybody at all. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Man, that was four. That's awesome. Guess what? We get to pray together. The Bible didn't say if you raise your hand, the Bible says if you believe in your heart and confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus Christ, that you're going to be saved. So if you didn't raise your hand, you should have raised your hand, but you want to make that commitment with your heart, today you'll be born again. Or today you'll be back where you you wanted to be. Let's all pray. Heavenly Father, today I receive Jesus as my Lord and my Savior. Father, today I will not be the same. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, keep your heads bowed. We're going to pray for one more thing. If this message hit your heart and you know there's some areas that you haven't humbled yourself in, and you would like me to pray for those areas in your life. Let me see your hands. I'm not gonna count them, they're all over the building. Go ahead and put them down. Father, I just pray for every single person here that has raised their hand, every single person here who's online, who, who is raising their hand. Father, I pray that you lead them and you guide them And you give them the wisdom to be humble in those areas in their lives. And Father, I pray for strength in in those areas in their lives, not just to make the decision with their hand raised or make the decision intellectually, but Father, to make a heart decision, a heart change. And I just thank you for that now in the mighty name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. And all the saints of God agree with me and say, amen. If I can have some ushers come on up here, we're gonna receive tithes and offerings. And um, for those of you that uh, just coming on board, let, let, me, let me tell you this, just because a plate comes around, a bucket does, comes around doesn't mean that you have to give. What you have to do is you have to search your heart and make sure that you're giving because you're in line with the word of God and with what, what God's saying, and that you trust the ministry that you're giving into. And, you know, some of the things we do is we give to a missionary, John Smithwick. You can look him up online. He's led over 2 million people to Christ. We started off with $50 a month. We're up to about 600 or somewhere like that a month. I mean, things have just increased over the years as, as we've been able to increase our food ministry. We just, Friday, I mean, we just, we fed a bunch of people on Friday. And uh, we have a food ministry here. We feed probably about 110, 120 families, something like that not just individuals, families. And then we go to Plaza Towers, we feed about 120 individuals lunch. I mean, and and the way we do this is the finances that come through tithes and offerings, we're able to take those finances and ask God to help us make this work. So together, not just one person, together we do this stuff together. And you need to know what we do. You can't just go, Well, what's that preacher doing with that money you know well i don't drive a mercedes i'd like to but i don't drive one i got a 2004 pickup truck yeah i do have a harley thank you very much but i think since i don't ride it i'm going to sell it i'm just kidding i'm back and forth on that one but anyway there's a few things that we're doing here And what I'd like you to do is, if you want an envelope for your giving, raise your hand, and we've got some people that uh, will hand you out an envelope. No one? All right, cool. That means everybody already took care of business when they got here. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, I just thank you for this time that we've had together. Father, I pray for your wisdom as a pastor to be able to handle the finances the way you would want them handled. Father, I thank you for giving seed to the sower, bread to the eater, and multiplying the seed that we sow in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth and all the saints of God agree with me and say, amen. Our messages are on Facebook and podcast and CastBox. Uh, We have a few small groups that meet during the week. On Tuesdays, we have Living Free. It's basically a program that fights addiction and doesn't matter the addiction. It doesn't have to be drugs or alcohol. It can be Coca-Cola because you can get addicted to Coca-Cola or anything else. You can get addicted to Netflix. You know, you just pick it out. There are addictions. Then Wednesdays at 6.30, we, that's when our youth group meets. The Nights to Thrive on August the 12th at 5 p.m. They're gonna meet at the church. Young at Hearts, our senior group, um, on August the 4th, 5 p.m. at Ben and Janice's home. Janice, raise your hand. That is Janice right there. Ben, wave your hand. Okay, that's Ben and Janice right there. So if you don't know where their home is, find them and and get, and get to their home. You'll enjoy that group. Lee and I are gonna start a small group this September. I'll give you the, the date next week and, and what we're gonna start. I'd like to have a married couple um, talk to me about doing a married group. So pray about that. Pray about doing a married group if you're a married couple in the church. Uh, if you think about a group that you're interested in and we don't have that group, what I'd like you to do is pray about you starting the group. And I'll help you do it. I'll get you all the materials. I'll get you everything that you need to do that. And also, we're going to have our church shirts. They'll be in August the 5th for those of you that have ordered church shirts. Um, Janice will be collecting money. So raise your hand again, Janice. There she is right there. They'll be here August the 5th. That Wednesday, we're going to go to the fair. And we're going to wear our shirts and we're going to hand out invite cards. And we're going to do everything that we can do. If we can pray for people, we'll pray for people. We're gonna do anything that we can do as a church. So that way we can get ourselves out there. Our goal is to win the lost. That's our goal. On August 25th, we're having our back to school bash. This is where we Rent out the pool at Harden Park, and it's for the whole community. We put it out in all the schools and we do it after school starts a couple weeks. So that way teenagers and 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 uh, they get into a, a routine of school, and, and so then we do this, we, we feed them, we do all kinds of stuff. But this is what we do, this is what happens with your money, also. We're givers, and that's what the church is supposed to be, amen. So I want to thank you for worshiping with us today. Don't just survive. And I'll see you next Sunday.